Welcome to the Landlord's Resource. Hello, I am Jamie Swam, and I'm here with Connor Swam, and we are the hosts of the Landlord's Resource, brought to you by Swam Property Management. Each week, we provide practical content to educate and empower landlords. Connor, how are you today? I'm doing great. Happy to be here. All right. Well, uh, this is the next part in our series on the eviction process. And uh, today we're going to be talking about preparing for court. Now, I know, uh, Connor, recently uh, you had an experience. So uh, kind of give, uh, give our audience an overview of your experience. So real quick, we had a tenant that uh, was unable and unwilling to pay rent. So we were forced to bring an eviction against them. Uh, and eventually we were, we were able to settle outside of court, but learned a lot throughout the entire process, um, did a lot of things from scratch, um, spent a lot of time researching how to do all of these, the steps that you'll find out about correctly uh, so that we could get everything done, get the owner um, taken care of as best as possible. And it ended up working out for us pretty well, but it was a very, very, uh, hard process to understand and very scary also as well for someone who might not have gone through it before or might not know exactly how to proceed. So what was the most challenging part of the process? The most challenging part of uh, actually preparing for court. So you've, ar you've already sent out your five to seven day letters. You've already gotten the notice back from uh, the uh, JP court, wherever you file, uh, which gives you your court day. Um, and so right now you're trying to prepare for court, knowing exactly what documents need to be put in, in the document packet that you bring with you. Um, and Because if you leave any single one of those documents out, it, could, it can make or break your case. So you, it could potentially cost the owner thousands and thousands of dollars and months of your time, months of their time, if you don't get everything in that document packet correctly. Uh, so I spent a pretty, pretty long time trying to figure out exactly what documents needed to go in there, what didn't need to go in there, um, what I should have, um, and what, what I might need what I definitely wouldn't, stuff like that. So figuring all that out actually took a very long time, uh, spent a lot of time doing it, and that was probably the hardest part of the, uh, the process of uh, actually between getting the notice back and finishing up in court. The hardest part was actually preparing for court. I, uh, <clears throat> I actually saw you printing out all those documents, and uh, you printed everything out in triplicate. So yes. uh, why was that? So if you, I'll actually, I'll, I'll send a link. Uh, I'll put a link in the show notes about um, the, from the Delaware uh, courts. Um, I don't know exactly what website, but it's a Newcastle County website. Um, it lays out exactly <clears throat> what you need to bring to court. And one of those things is three copies of every single document that you wish to bring. So not only do you need to figure out exactly what documents need to be brought, you need to now bring three copies of that. Um, and I don't know if you've ever seen a, a, a law movie or, or whatever, uh, there are a lot of pieces of paper that go into an entire court packet. So it actually ends up being pretty a, a pretty long process trying to print all these documents out, especially if you have pictures, if you have PDFs that don't print, print nicely, because not everything is a Word file that you're going to need to be using. So it could actually be a very long process. And I actually found out through talking with the judge after that the three copies are so that you can have one, so that you can reference and keep your case moving forward while discussing things in the courtroom so that the judge can have one so they know what you're talking about and so that the defendant um so that the defendant can also have one uh so that they can know what you're talking about you're not saying anything wrong you're not presenting it evidence that isn't correct and, and stuff like that so that's exactly why you need three copies it's actually recommended that if you already know what you're, you're going to bring with you that when you file for eviction at first you bring four copies 
So one, um, one will actually be filed with the court. So your actual filing will have that fourth copy if you already know everything that you're going to bring with you. But I, I can't think of a scenario where that would happen. Yeah, it was a pretty uh, thick packet that, uh, that you had printed out there. Mm -hmm. All right, so, um, <clears throat> so what was the most important thing that you learned in the process? Most important thing I learned in the process is how, uh, how integral your five and seven day letter is in the entire eviction process. Literally, an incorrect five day letter will ruin your case completely. I met with the judge after in the courtroom and asked her if she could look over the documents that I had brought in case I had missed anything or if I should add something that I hadn't thought to bring. Uh, she actually pointed right to my five-day letter, uh, made a little note about one thing that I had in there that I shouldn't, and she mentioned that if someone would have brought that to attention, that it could have potentially invalidated my case as a result. Even something as small as a $4.95 fee for online banking, you're not allowed to put in there. Um, you can only put past due rent, past due utilities, uh, and late fees attached to both of those. If you have any other uh, than those three things on your five-day letter, it could be considered invalid. So those are literally the only three things. The other is how important, the other thing that I learned is exactly how important it is to settle outside of court. So I got lucky. Um, I was the, the tenant um, and the co-signer that I was talking with on the other side. They were very reasonable. They knew the situation they were in. I was trying to help them out. They were trying to help themselves out, you know, keep their credit intact, keep their eviction history intact. Uh, and I was trying to do the same. You know, I don't want to ruin someone's credit and eviction history like that. But I, at the same time, I need to keep the owner's needs and the owner's uh, wishes in mind. So the best thing that would happen for the owner and for the tenant always is to settle outside of court somehow. Whether that's give them $1,000 to have them give you the keys and leave, whether that's um, get a stipulated agreement instead of actually having to file, or whether that's just giving them a phone call and telling them that it'll all go away if they leave within seven days. Whatever you have to tell them, whatever they agree to, whatever they will agree to, to get out of the house and to give you legal possession. That's also something that needs to be kept in mind. Just because they leave the house, it does not mean that you legally have possession back. There needs to be a couple of things that happen, and uh, we could get into that um, later, but there are a couple of things that need to happen, need to transpire for you to actually claim that you have uh, the possession of the home back in the owner and the landlord's name. Um, if you don't go through those steps properly, you could actually, uh, if the tenant knows what they're doing, they could possibly sue you that you took away their rights to live in a property that they'd assigned lease for, and it's just a headache that, that no owner wants to go through, that no property manager wants to get through, go through, and that no landlord should have to go through if they follow the steps correctly. Basically, um, so the five-day letter, those two, and settling outside of court, that really, I, I, I knew going in that those would be very important. Uh, just how important they were um, was made clear throughout the entire process. I was meeting with uh, <clears throat> a property manager of an apartment complex today, and uh, they were talking about um, the court process and how often they are in court uh, and how difficult that process can be when you're not prepared uh, properly. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, uh, anybody that's been a landlord for any length of time or anybody that's property manager for, for any length of time is going to experience the eviction process and experience that in a court process. And the difference between an enormously challenging process and a process that goes, you know, for the most part, pretty smoothly is truly how well you understand the process and truly how prepared you are ahead of time for the process. And, you know, some simple things 
can make the process far, far easier. So, um, so what would you do differently in this particular process next time, Connor? So I've already stressed exactly how important it is to settle outside of court. Um, I would try to do one thing differently next time, and that's to settle before I even file. So if I don't have to get the courts involved at all, if I don't have to notify the government that someone is not paying their rent, that is the best case scenario, right? It, it, it saves everyone the most amount of time and it saves everyone the most amount of money if it is done correctly. So without having to even file, you could get possession of the home back uh, and you could keep the security deposit for how, whatever, how many months they, they owe you in rent and you could get everything back in order and you could potentially have the home rented by the very next week. Uh, if you have a desirable home and if it's clean going into it. Um, so that's always that's what I would try differently next time is to settle even faster than outside of court. Settle before I even have to file. Um, that, that would be ideal. Yeah, that's great advice. So <clears throat> for landlords listening to this that have not yet had to file an eviction or for landlords that are in the midst of filing or for a landlord that's maybe only filed once or twice, uh, what what is what is the most important piece of advice that you would give to them in the same situation? Yeah, um, I would I would stress again. Um, I feel like a broken record saying this, but really settle outside of court. When you when you come across, all it takes is one tenant to come across that knows exactly what they're doing with the court system to really stress uh, and pound home exactly why it's important to settle outside of court. At the end of the day, when you factor in all the costs that the homeowner uh, has to incur, like paying the rent, paying the depreciation, paying for utilities, um, stuff like that, and then he's not getting, so he has to keep the lights on and everything, but he's not getting any money for it. So what if your homeowner runs into a situation where he can't pay the mortgage and the home starts to be foreclosed upon? Well, if you go into a six to eight month long eviction process, that, that could become a reality. Whereas if you settle outside of court inside of a month, the homeowner may lose uh, a couple hundred dollars, maybe a month's rent and whatever it takes to clean the property. But at the end of the day, he still gets to keep everything and you still get the property rented the, as, as quick as possible. So really, really settle outside of court at any cost. Swallow your pride. Give the tenant money if, if they won't move out for free. You know, if Giving them $1,000 to have them give you the keys and move out, that's not a loss. That is an absolute win for everyone involved. The homeowner wins. You win, and the tenant wins as well. So if you have to do something like that, swallow your pride, pay them, let everyone move on with their life. Yeah, that's that's great advice. That um, <clears throat> reminds me of that situation where uh, where we had the security deposit dispute, and we were both uh, in the courtroom together, and <clears throat> kind of an impasse between uh, you know between our uh, our perspective and the tennis perspective. And so um, the judge, I really appreciated this, strongly encouraged us to settle it rather than bring it to an actual trial. And uh, <clears throat> he actually um, left the courtroom uh, for a little while and gave us an opportunity to, um, to really negotiate an agreement between us that we both felt was adequate. And then uh, he really literally just came back into the courtroom after a little while. Uh, we said, yep, we had come to an agreement. Uh, we laid that out. Uh, it was papered up. And it was a much easier process yeah. than having to bring, you know, that security deposit dispute uh, to trial. So to your point, yeah, um, yeah that's, uh, that's great advice. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> well, thanks so much uh, for joining us. We look forward to seeing you on, uh, on our next, uh, next time together. And uh, make it a great day. Hey, guys. Thank you for tuning in today. We are extremely appreciative that you would spend some of your time with us 
It would mean the world to me, and I mean the world if you would leave a like, rating, or review. We would love to see some of your feedback.